Hey everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. And we are two Minnesota fishing guides. And we sit around once a week and talk about catching walleyes and all of the things that go with uh, being a guide, trying to catch walleyes. Yeah, we uh, we didn't, well, Dan didn't grow up here, I did. But we definitely ended up in the same area with the same dream and uh, we're making dreams come true. Getting all sentimental now. It's, we're living the dream. We're living the dream. You're right. <laughs> um, right now we're we're like halfway through, not quite halfway through the season. Fourth of July is halfway through the summer, but not halfway through. The right, we because we yeah we go Thank as long goodness. as the fall. As long as the fall will let us. So. I'm gonna guide in November this year. I got I a plan. I'm gonna do two hour trips in November. Evening, evening two hour yep. trips. Yep. As long as people want to go you can catch a giant right and you get the, a nice november evening we did that a few years ago right maybe shoot a deer in the morning and then go fishing with me in the evening. cast and blast <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all uh we are second week of july through the fourth of july holiday week apparently people took like 11 days off for the fourth this year <laughs> god downtown all the lakes were super busy which is good. That's town needs it, and town you know what? It. It's a good. It's good for for guide business too. Oh, that, for sure. That amount of people brings a, a lot of phone calls. Right. Yeah. Busy week. Uh, that being said, it's a little hard to like go from mostly pretty quiet little lakes around town to like busy, busy. Yeah. Yeah. But we said this last week. It's a. It's a, not a fishing weekend. I mean, it's it's a weekend dominated by pleasure boaters. Right. You can um, fish if you want, but there's lots of other ways to enjoy the lake. You have to, if you are fishing, with you have to, you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we just went through. And it was, there are a couple times this week where I was like, yeah, I want to be on a tube right now. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind just going out for a little swim and hanging out on the sandbar for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this week we will do a week in review. We have a bunch of random stuff. Let's not even cover what the random stuff is. Keep it a secret. Yeah, secret stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, and then we'll talk about our week in preview and get out of here. Sweet. We're getting rained out, we think. So it might be a long episode. Depends if we get canceled. Right. Um, before we go any further, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Dock.com. Porta-Dock.com. Find your local Porta-Dock dealer today. Porta-Dock.com. Wilbur, how was your week? I had a really fun week. Yeah? Got to fish with my dad again. I fished with my brother. Brought Logan out fishing. Um, We decided to go on a... I had Logan, which is my nephew. He's five. And we uh we decided to take him out fishing bluegills and crappies and it was good. It was really good. That all worked out well. Super. It worked out super. So uh fished with my brother, caught some bluegills and a couple walleyes and it was a nice relaxing relaxing week, you know. Uh we went to some backwoods lakes but that didn't have a lot of pressure. Um and good then choice. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't see very many boats and you know there's not a ton of places on these lakes so there wasn't a ton of local traffic and caught some fish and 
uh, yesterday at a guide trip with some people from Hungary and uh, we had a great time. We went on a fish catching trip. We ended up with three walleyes, uh, just a pile of pile of four pounders, <laughs> um, which is a largey, and then a uh, bunch of crappies, bunch of bluegills, three walleyes, and a dogfish. Big dogfish? Like a six pounder. It was pretty sweet. What's the smallest dogfish you've ever caught? Like a three pounder. Okay. I've never really caught a tiny one. Right. They've all been, you know, worth, you know, setting the hook on. Right. And people get just irate about catching dogfish. And dogfish don't get enough love. They do a lot for the community, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to keep these lakes with big bluegills and big crappies, Need that's an essential fish. part. Need some big dogfish. You know what their favorite meal is? What? Their favorite meal is like a, like a, I don't know, three-inch bluegill. Yeah, like an annoying bluegill. Yeah. Yeah. So it keeps them from getting stunted. Mm-hmm. Because once they reach sexual maturity, they can, like, that's how a lake gets stunted. Right. As they reach sexual maturity and they're like, yeah, this is good enough. I can There's, live at three inches. Yeah. And I, I can, the... and we can spawn successfully. Right. And once, you know, that's what those, you know, the DNR did a big push on it this year, which you, if you didn't know about it, you absolutely should read about bluegills on how those big Broncos mm-hmm. keep a lake from being stunted. Right. And it's the boys. It's the males. I think that's a common misconception. I heard a guy saying, he's like, hey, these are all females. He had a bunch of big, or or, no, these are all males. He had a bunch of big bluegills. He's like, doing the lake a favor. We only kept the males. Not, not, not with bluegills. Bluegills are the exception. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, uh, it's something if you don't know about, you should absolutely do a little research on, or maybe it's, you know, this is a walleye podcast so we probably shouldn't cover it that well but we could we could but anyway especially if they're on beds don't keep the ones that are guarding the beds right because that's silly they look motivated you're shooting yourself in the foot right if you want to continue to catch these big blue gills Mm -hmm. throw the big ones back keep those so the bright vivid colored ones those are the males generally they're like the the more like um Plain yellow colored bellies. Um, Those are your females. And those are actually the ones you should keep. Yeah. In that situation. Right. Um, But you know a lot of these lakes around here are stocked with dogfish. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Big Boy is one of them. Really? They stock Big Boy with with dogfish. Yes. No way. And they will actually pull. So they'll stock Big Boy with dog. They stock Big Boy with dogfish. And they take bluegills from Mabel Lake, which is a lake just down the road Mm -hmm. and they've been doing that for a few years where they'll take like 3,000 bluegills out of there put them into big boy because it's not necessarily the genetics of the fish but it's the habitat and the sexual maturity rate Mm -hmm. the later it takes for them to get sexually mature and successful at at spawning um, the bigger your the bigger your bluegills are going to get interesting and you know big pike are a good thing for them and big bass you know bigger predators make bigger bluegills so don't yeah I don't know don't don't hate on the big predators definitely don't, don't gill or like cut their gills and let them go definitely don't throw them on shore yeah dogfish especially because yeah. they're just helping you out and they're fun to catch right like dude from Hungary yesterday that's I had some guys from Hungary they absolutely loved it they didn't know it was a you know a quote unquote rough fish it was super fun to catch 
And it was big. Right. They loved it. Yeah. So. Let them go. Let them go. They're um, just helping. I had a busy week guiding, mostly fish catching trips. One or two walleye trips mixed in. Uh, the walleye trips went about as expected, like six to ten fish, five to ten fish. That's great. Yeah. For sure. That is great for but July. But I do feel like I have to design the walleye trips. Like, they needed to be on a very specific lake at a very specific time, and they worked out okay. Um, and then I haven't been on leech in a while, maybe 10 days now, week, 10 days. I went just into some little spots. and Sure. I was on the Woman Lake chain a lot, which is a very, very busy chain this week, uh, doing fish catching stuff. Crappies are just starting to do their normal midsummer stuff. Uh, our the weeds look so different. I can't remember if we talked about that last week we or did. not. All right, different weeds. I'm I'm a little worried that one of my like favorites on Woman Lake might not even be there. I don't really. I really don't know if it's going to be there at all, which would be sort of interesting to experience. You know, because you hear about the old timers talk about weed beds that they used to fish all the time and they're gone. Gone. And I, this might be one of them. It, this not only is it not tall, but it doesn't even really look weedy, weedy at all. Um, so I'll have to make adjustments. It was one of my favorite spots too. It's a bit of a bummer, but whatever. Um, yeah, fish catching. That's you ever feel doing. like you get kind of like now that you're half halfway established, where you'll stop just. You know, when you first started fishing these lakes, like Woman Lake, like especially, where you just kind of get complacent with your spots and you won't go look for like weed beds now. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I know I get into that habit. Well, it's also a time thing because like most of my time on the water now is guiding. Like it used to be like my first year I guided 30, to 30 days out of the year and still fished 140 of them. You know, so most of the days were looking, looking, or, you know, obviously like I would do my, my pre-fishing and try to like put together like which of the spots I knew I was going to fish, but now it's a a time crunch. Like, when do you do that? I have worked it into like, okay, things are not going great. You know, like I had a couple trips this week where we were not doing well, even just fish catching partially, I think because of the lake traffic and all that stuff. But like, this is... A, a quality use of both their time and my time to be looking like let's do something let's get away from traffic let's look at something new and one of them worked out i tried a brand new spot and found some crappies on a brand new spot on woman lake um and they, they benefited and i benefited because right. the crappie spots tend to reproduce yeah, yeah. Like those fish will all catch fish there from now until september probably so it is hard though to break out of the rut not just because like it's easy to go to where you caught them before, but also because of the time crunch that both of us feel. Most of our time on the water is working now. Right. Um, and if I do get a free day, it's to go to a brand new lake or to go to revisit a lake. Right. That That's maybe we haven't your radar been to. A bit. Yeah, that we haven't been to in a while. Right. So I go back to those spots and hey, let's let's make a trip somewhere and see if these fish are still here. If they're here great now we have something else in our back pocket right yeah as a recap (coughs) all of the lakes are super flush with food the bug thing is not really the main thing it's just there's a lot of bait fish out there now lots and lots of food lots of pesters yeah yep 
which is a necessary step in the whole deal. But man, this is when they grow. This is when they grow. Yep. So um, it may make fishing tough, but it's very vital part of the part of the resource for sure. All right, ready, set. Luckiest fishing song. I got one. I got one. Chris Johnson was there. He's seen it happen. Um, mine is the rodeo song. It's a little vulgar. It is quite vulgar. Hmm. But it's a very lucky song. Who's it by again? Oh, I don't Think. remember. I'll have to Google it. It's an older song. It's uh It's a duet, isn't it? No, Man no, no. and a woman? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is an old, like, drinking song from the 80s. Uh, I'm Googling it right now. Bear with me. Okay. You know, this Google machine is quite lovely. This is by Gary Lee and the Showdown. It's a Canadian song, 1982. Very good. Talks about being 40 below. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And right. he's off to the road. And why is it lucky? Oh, because you catch fish when you turn it on. You only turn it on in dire need. But if you do... It's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you get to that spot and you're like, yeah, there's going to be fish here. And you show up and there's no fish there. You play that Hummer. <laughs> Not only are you jacked to catch fish, they just they just start jumping on the hooks. Gotcha. It's wild. Did you play that day two of the Leech Lake tournament? No, I should have. Oh, I didn't. Gosh. I was way too focused. I shouldn't. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was focused on just you know the graph and the situation. I wasn't focused on what works. Fair enough. Just hurt me big time. Why'd you gotta bring that up? That hurts. I wondered. You acted like it didn't. It was for sure meant as a low blow, and you didn't really respond that way. I hurt a bunch, Dan. Sorry. Sorry. You were just pretty, you were feeling pretty confident and you were talking that song up a lot. The rodeo song, man. It'll get you, it'll get you back in the groove every time. I don't have, mine is not a lucky song. I mean, it's just a fishing song, just a boat riding Leech Lake song for sure. And it's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Very fitting, right? (laughs) I don't know, man. I think I love listening to it. It's the one I like hum in my head when the waves are real big out there. Not that we're ever going to wreck, but... And it's not even Gitch Goomy. No. Yeah. So you don't have to worry. <laughs> you're not... You're in good shape. Dude, Gordon Lightfoot, pretty great fishing music. You have to listen to the hits, though. Like, if you listen to a Gordon Lightfoot, like, playlist where it's, like, all of his music, he's got, like, 15 good ones. The rest are just <laughs> garbage. <laughs> There's a reason his hits were hits? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The rest of them were fillers? Yeah. This all started, uh, my good fishing buddy Dave Black, like he, a boat we fish out of, always had a a Gordon Lightfoot Greatest Hits CD in it, and it was like, that's what we listened to. So like, I've got lots of good fishing memories tied to Sundown and, you know, The Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald, but I listened to it on like Spotify or, and it's just, if you're not hitting one of the good ones, (laughs) not worth your time. (laughs) Uh, um, what's, I want to know what other people's luckiest fishing songs are. So Derek Deutsch, I don't know if you ever met him, Mm-mm. but he's uh, he's a copper now. But I went to school with him. He's from Grand Rapids, and uh, his was a big and rich song. Um, what the heck song was it? Um, oh God, 
what is that song? It's a big and rich song. Uh, the eighth of November. That was a big eel potent song. Mm. The eighth of November. If you, that was big eel potent time. Gotcha. Like if you're start out slow, you put that sucker on. Seem to do the trick. I know this is a little cliche, but it was a good memory. Is it cliche to say it's cliche? Probably. I feel like it's a little cliche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bree and I's first dance was Fishing in the Dark, which is not a bad first dance song. That's actually. a great first you're, dance you're song. You're moving a little faster. You know, you don't want to just slow dance in front of a couple hundred people. Right. That's not That's not fun. Fishing in the Dark was a good fit for, for us. Seems like it. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know what your favorite or your favorite good luck fishing song is. Mm-hmm. And we'll, uh, maybe we'll mention it next week. Maybe we'll play it as the, oh, we can't play it as the intro. You get in trouble for that stuff. Stupid copyright. That's, that's why my mom played for us. And Neil's Neil, supposed to Neil. be. Hey, Neil. We even, did a, we even did a name drop last week. We did. He bought us beers at the Twins game, though. That'll, that he's, bottom he's week. He's the nicest guy. That bottom week. Someday he'll play uh, some banjo. Banjo. No. Ukulele, I think. Is, what is that what he plays? He plays everything. He, I think he's like one of the top five guitarists in the whole state of Minnesota. I really do think that. Really? Yeah. And he's just a he's just a guy who likes playing guitar. He plays with a band in the in the metro as sort of a side gig, but he's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Gosh, this is gonna be a long one. This is gonna be marathon fun. episode. That's okay. All right, quick break, uh, and we'll hear from a sponsor. This Tackle Tip of the Week is presented by The One Stop in Longville. The Tackle Tip of the Week uh, is to make sure that when you're out rigging this time of year, you, your bites are very limited. So make sure that your, your terminal tackle is in prime shape. Make sure your leaders are good. Make sure your hooks are sharp. Make sure they're not old, rusty hooks. Um, and make sure that you have the freshest equipment possible to catch those limited bites that you're going to get this time of year. Uh, that's my tackle tip of the week. I'm pretty excited about this one. All right. This is one I was dreaming up, but you had you nailed the name. It's called Walleye Hall Pass. Right. So Please. here's the hype. Give us a rundown. All right. Here's the hypothetical. Bree and Chris, so they call us and they say, hey, you, you guys work real hard. And we really appreciate that about you. That's one of the things we appreciate about you, Will. <laughs> is, that a, is that what you appreciate <laughs> about me, Dan? <laughs> we, found a, we found some guides to fill in for you. They're excellent fishermen. They have no, no personality whatsoever, so they're not going to steal your customers. But they're going to keep your customers happy. You're getting paid for the next two days guiding, but you two need to just go do something on your own. So we've got a... Walleye Hall Pass. For two days, you get to do whatever you want, but you got to drive. Got to go. Got to drive your truck. Right. There's no airplanes. We're not, we're not fishing sailfish or anything. It's, and this is a Walleye Hall Pass. A walleye Hall Pass. Right. right. We're not flying to Europe and fishing Xander no, here. Hey, no. We are fishing Walleyes. within 9 to 12 hours. 12 hours is probably max. Okay. Gosh, you're thinking long. All right. I'm thinking no sleep, baby. Okay. We got a hall pass. Right. We have to take full advantage because we may never get this chance. <laughs> but I want you to go first. No there. way. No way. 
Because you already... Mine is not 12 hours away. Mm. So you go first. I got big dreams. So this requires one person to drive on the way there, the other to drive on the way back. Okay. Okay. We are going to... Brrr, give me a drum roll. Brrr, we're going to Fort Peck in Montana. Ooh. We are going to Fort Peck. Uh, it's supposed to be like nine, ten hours away from here. And we are going to murder them. Murder. What are we going to do out there? We are you, going you know to. Anything? It all depends on the time of year. No, it's now. We're now going is now. the time. We're pulling spinner rigs. Spinner rigs and crankbaits. Okay. And it's like plucking cherries, I guess. Really? I guess. In Montana. In Montana. Can you see a mountain? I've never seen a mountain and cut a I think at the same time. That is it's in like the, it's there. not like the mountainous region. It's in like the hilly region. Mm. There's a difference. The foothills. The foothills, maybe. The hills are close. Yeah, to, maybe to the big hills. We're probably maybe if it's a real clear morning, we can see like I bet you some can. peaks. I bet you can. But uh, that is where we're going. You're, so I'll probably I'll be real excited. I'll drive through the night. Okay, we'll mm-hmm. fish one nine-hour day. We'll go sleep. We'll go back. We'll fish another seven hours. Boom, you're driving back. You're driving out there. I'm driving back. Mm-hmm. You're so selfish. I know, but hey, That's I got to work right in the morning. That's the right plan. Yeah. I got to work in the morning. That is for sure the right plan. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll get out there. Maybe one of us, I'll probably sleep in the boat a little bit. You can just run like five rods. I don't think there's a limit out there. You get two and a half rods a piece. Pretty much. Um, and we'll go whale on them. And I'm pretty sure it's a spinner rig and a night, spinner rig night crawler deal right now. I don't think they have much for leeches out there. Maybe a jig and a plastic. Um, probably catch a couple of eight pounders. Maybe a lake trout or something. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the stories we have. We'd do a podcast all on the Fort Peck. Peck trip. It's hard to say. Fort Peck. Fort Peck trip. Fort Peck, Montana. Nice. Yeah, how do you like it? I like it. I feel like we'd probably like struggle bust the first morning though. We, we would, would. We would probably not catch a fish for like five hours. We'd, well, I we probably would catch a few. Okay. Probably just wouldn't catch the giants that we, but we get them it'd suckers take, dialed it'd in. It'd take a little while, I bet. Brand new spot. This is, I think, our personalities, because I'm, like, within 60 miles of here. What are you doing? We're going to go to Winnie, Ooh. right off the bat. You're going to meet me at my place. We're going to go to Winnie, and we're going to drive around, and we're going to drop jig wraps right on top of their heads. We're gonna, nice. We're going to power bob with jig wraps nice. for a while. And catch, like, tw- maybe 30, and, like, some nice ones. No monsters, but, like, some 26s, probably, and... Be all like, yeah, we're we're we can guide on Winnie now, and then we won't ever guide on Winnie. But we could if we wanted to, and that'd be fun. Maybe we'll pitch some cabbage. I like looking at those cabbage beds. You know, when we fished that a few years ago, we drove in front of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. and we saw those fish. I thought, oh baby boy, we got. But that was back when I was well. I was especially into dragging them. You were starting to pitch them a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think now, I think now, we could maybe do we could maybe do pretty well on those. I think we could catch those cabbage fish. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so we do that. Then we're gonna camp somewhere. We're gonna camp. Uh, Fun. Yeah. Yep. Maybe maybe you pull the ice house. You pull my ice house. I pull the boat. Nice. Yeah. So we don't have to like pitch a tent. Nice. Yeah. 
like camping comfortably. Yeah, right. And we have a stove. We have a stove, right? S- for smegs in the morning. Yep, smegs and walleyes. What are we doing in the morning? Then we're getting up and we're going to go to Pokegama. Oh my gosh. And we're going to work real hard rigging giant minnows. And we're going to catch two fish over 30 inches. For fun. One, one a piece. For fun. Yours is 30 and a half. Mine is 32 and a half inches. But I catch long. mine first. You get a pie in the face. <laughs> Bam! Yeah, I'm super happy with that idea. Fair enough. Bam. And maybe we mount them together and then we we bounce the mount back and forth. Year, year. Yeah. Odd years, even years. Yep. <sighs> yep. Our wives would be so happy on the alternate years. They'd be upset about their decision to give us a hall pass, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love your idea. Yeah, I like I like I'm a homebody. I like to stay close to home. I was ready for the adventure. Yeah. Let's work really hard to get to the destination. Sure. Nice. That's it. Walleye Hall Pass. That was good. That was good. I liked it. I that liked was a great a segment. It was I was going to just spring it on you, but I'm glad I brought it up cuz you came up with the with the name. And it's a, it is the best name. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh feel free to let us know your walleye hall pass that's a pretty good topic that is a su- we may revisit this we, we may revisit this like in the fall maybe or something. we're such good husbands we get another walleye hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's take a break this week's episode is brought to you in part by full stringer bait and tackle in longville minnesota for all you walleye snobs out there Full Stringer has some of the nicest minnows around, including small red tails, normal red tails, and large red tails. Small red tails are one that's often overlooked. They're two and a half to three inches long. You can run them on a jig. You can lindy rig them. Uh, they've got all your nice minnow needs at Full Stringer Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota. Having fun in the sun. You're on. We're, we're recording right now. Port it up. Gotta finish it if you're gonna start it. Uh, we're at the what if section. Okay. I'm gonna so on uh, the four what ifs we've done, we've all done future what ifs. Mm, sure. I'm gonna bring us to the past. Oh god. I'm gonna bring us into early season. Okay. We're looking at mid first week. Okay. We are staying on Lake. In Guadona. And I really want to catch walleyes on Lake Inguadona in May. Gosh. In the evening. All right. You know, though, like canned answer. I have canned answer for sure. I'm wondering if I can make it. Let me think about it for just a second. How I could do it better. Because I think I'm around a bunch of other people. I really don't have a plan. Give me, so just walk through your first two hours. First two hours. Um, I think I'm fishing. First two hours of the trip, I'm fishing some memories, and they're they're just fishy spots. God, this is not that great. You would catch them. You think so? Yeah, I do. All right. I really do. I'm going to fish the fishy spots. Uh, we're going to be pitching, jigging minnows in six to ten feet of water um and uh yeah maybe we catch like four 
Hopefully. But they're nice ones. They're nice ones. I might, in I could go one spot in particular, Might I might not leave it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but there is a spot. I agree. You know the spot. I know, I know exactly what you're talking. That's the same thing I'd do. Depends a little bit on the wind. A little bit. I bet that one is a wind-driven spot. You get like a south or a southwest or a west wind. Yeah. I'll take a rock and west wind, actually, and that spot might make the whole day. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't work out, I'm going to fish the channel mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple hours. And I think I'm going to... We're going to start off pitching jigs around... Um, gosh. I think around the south side channel. And then... Uh, and then I'm, if that had to be my trip, I'd for sure have some slip bobbers ready to go. And I might run that trip, well, five to nine in May would be at Perfect. dark. And I, I might, we might stay there till like nine thirty, ten o'clock if things work out well. If they I, clear out. If I, the boats clear if out. If the boats clear out and I feel like you might have that deal where like the crescendo, like your bite is building right at the end of your trip and you don't leave. You can't. You Because people don't understand you want to catch them more than they want to yeah, catch them. Yeah. So, like, maybe at 9 o'clock, I'm like, I think we should maybe stick around. You guys okay sticking around? And these guys use a couple expletives, and they're like, yeah, we're we're blanking around. We're, we're blank sticking around. And then we maybe have a great night. Maybe that's one to are like you, write uh, home about. Are you fishing any new growth cabbage, or are you looking for all firm bottom? All firm bottom. That's what I was thinking, yeah. too. I think... I. Also, we're coming off of two years where, like, new cold. Gr- cold. No new growth cabbage. Yeah. yeah. So, if I were to rewind it this year, n- no Firm. vegetation is, yeah, hard bottom, I'm thinking. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good job, Dan. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe we catch three. Maybe we catch 18. Right. Somewhere in, somewhere in the, the three to 18 range. <laughs> <laughs> now are you going to be pitching though. smaller jigs or are you going to be using like eighths to quarters eighths thumping them a little on the bottom moving them a little slower like dragging on the bottom digging up some some, some stuff some of that sediment yep yeah. don't you think <laughs> i don't think you're going super light and i i think in general when you go light you tend to move it faster than you want to right um gosh I hate to wish the time away, but I'm ready. I'm already for ready. May. <laughs> you know, cause or or you know, mid September. We uh, I I don't know, but so we're both like big fans of the of the jig season, and the jig season around here typically is May to the beginning, middle of June, middle beginning of June for sure. You know, it seems like that second week of June, it's very tapering. And then again in September, middle of September, middle of September through September. whenever it gets too cold. Right. And honestly, it, it tapers before that. Don't you think? Like, don't you think you get more of your fish rigging? Besides maybe on leech. But oh, even yeah. On, yeah. You get more of your fish rigging at the end, the very, very, very end uh, than you do jigging. For sure. But you got to cling sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you absolutely have to cling because you know it's a long time before right, you can do right, it again. Right. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jig this weed bed one more time, <laughs> just one more time, like is and and the you customers can, are you, like we want to go home, <laughs> we're not going home, <laughs> but you can you can tell just in the just in the way the minnows are when your jig bites over, yeah, like if your shiners are dying, 
not, I mean, just because you're looking at them funny, mm-hmm. your jig bite's about done. Yep. Your jig bite's done. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to relinquish the jig bite. It is. But it's funny because it's not that long, right? Opener. Yeah. So you get you get four weeks at the beginning of the season. Two four. weeks, maybe? Three weeks, if depending Two, on the weather? Three weeks, probably, at the end of the season. But you catch more fish in those seven weeks for combined. Sure. For sure. Than you do pulling a rig during the summer. Well, yeah, for sure. Even your good days in August, September, July. Yeah. It's just so much fun. It is. <laughs> it's I miss it. It's been two weeks and I missed it already. <laughs> I was like, man, I want to just cast a jig in a. I want to just drift a quarter ounce jig. I want the right. wind to be blown. See, 15 that's what's out interesting. Is it like you? I fished a jig all day today. You How'd know? you do? Um, we caught a couple. Was it a quarter? No, but there's a difference, and I big think, difference. I, I don't know what it is. I'll, it's the this bite. Is, the bite is probably it. You're right. And I still know all I bite when I get one on a, on a jig in the summer, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. I've wondered, does anybody else have this? <clears throat> Do you ever feel like you can hear the bite? No! feel like I can kind of hear it sometimes. Is there a sound effect? A thump? Is, well, is that what you Obviously, you're... there's no noise. Right. But it's like a vibration. And it's. I feel like I translate it like a noise in my... I feel like it's like... What is going on in your head right now? All right. Somebody will, somebody will know what I'm talking about. You have like about. an I figured eardrum like that's best, eight times larger? I figured the best jig fisherman in Longville would know this, but I guess he doesn't. Never mm. mind. Just the Don't second, give me that just garbage. Just the second best jig fisherman. That's person. what we're going to do for a podcast. What? A jig, jig off. It's going to be a jig war 2000. <laughs> I'm glad, Okay. What you better explain it because it sounds. It's gonna gross be right me now. versus you, <laughs> jig and minnow. I said that you were the best jig fisherman, in but Longo. then you took it back. Well, I figured you would know that, but maybe you I don't know. hear it. I feel it. I think there's something in my inner ear that knows when I get a bite. I don't know where to go. From You're here. sounding real silly right now, Dan. <laughs> You're sounding real silly. Let's take a break. We don't. You, have, you need a break. We don't have a sponsor for this break. Uh, but if you want, this is be just one. so Dan can talk talk his ear off. <sighs> Back. Hello. I, 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 I reined it in. All my weird ideas. Did you forget <laughs> what we were talking about? Yes. <laughs> oh, your ear bone. You got a big ear bone. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so now new topic to get away from that garbage. (laughs) (laughs) We are, uh, we just, we had an argument, well, I wouldn't say it was an argument, but a discussion more so of the health of the Leech Lake fishery in certain situations, um, whether or not this slot limit is a, the goods and bads of this Leech Lake slot limit. Right? That's the essential, like, our side of the lakes. Yeah. Benefit versus... Detriment. Detriment of the Leech Lake slot. Right. Which currently it sits at 1 over 20 per person. Right. And 
we have a tendency to fish the south, pretty much from Pipe Island to the east and north. Yeah. Right. That's yep. our that's our yeah. home water. It's big. It's a big chunk of water, but that's what we that's what we fish. Yeah. Um, Typically known as like big fish territory, or like bigger fish territory. Slot fish. Yeah. Yep. But there's no slot anymore. Can't even call them slot fish anymore. I think they'll forever be slot fish, though. Yeah. Um. So we had well, you brought this up a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that the slot's not necessarily hurting, except for on these big community spots. Right. Where you could go out and catch 30, 20, 20 big fish. Right. So, all right. So, like, in the spring, um, there are spots that, like, hold lots and lots of fish. Fair amount of people know about them. And they're great spots to guide on. Because you generally get enough keepers, you know, to, to keep people happy, to send them home with, with fish for a fish fry. But also you catch a lot of fish that up until this year you had to let go. So you're you're more of a, you're picture fish spots. For sure. And like, I would do that any day. You, mm-hmm. you let me go fishing any day on like the spot we're both thinking about right now mm-hmm. with the right wind. I'll do that Every day. Every day. It's a very, very fun, Super fishy fun. spot. Yep. It's not too snaggy. Right. You'll lose a handful of jigs, but you're not going to lose 87. Right. And what I started thinking about is those those fish, you know, those 22s and 23s that up until this year, uh, everybody had to let go. Those fish probably got caught in the, in the spring. Not, I don't think it's unrealistic. I think they got caught twice a day. And I think they did probably get caught most every day. Maybe, at, like, on the outsides one every three days. Right. While they're in there. And they're great. They're fun to catch. People get to take a picture with them. Let them go. And you're reloading them up for the next day. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they maybe they shut off for longer and I, I'm uh, not doing When this. you're catching them on a nine feet of water, I don't think... I think you're on the right track All right. there. All right. So then this year... All of a sudden, anybody who went in there to these community well-known spots could keep a twenty-two if they wanted to. Right. I think if people had four or five seventeens and eighteens in their box, maybe they'd let those twenty-twos go. I think if a twenty-two is the first fish in the box for somebody up for the week, probably goes in. You know, they probably keep it. Right. Because they can. Because so, they need a fish fry. They need a fish fry, or that, that's like they want a fish fry. Right. Nobody needs a fish fry. That's very true. Um, and so I wonder about these community spots, if we won't feel those imp- the impacts of the slot change more than collectively like the fish, or, like the population in Leech Lake. I don't doubt that Leech Lake can handle a few less 22s and 23s and 24s and 25s than it has right now but i do worry a little bit about those types of spots and uh whether or not you can make a bunch of bunch a bunch of good days off of those spots anymore because hundreds of 20 plus inch fish came off those spots this year and ended up certainly going to a fillet table a fillet table now this is where we have a little difference dan and i disagreement 
Yes. Um, I guess you go ahead and put your... No, they just listen to me talk for four minutes. So, so what I think might happen, I think there's a good chance this happening, um, is now that you take those big fish off these spots, which those are big fish. Like oh, 20, yeah. 22 inches, that's a big fish. For sure. I think now you're going to see more of a a balance of smaller fish. Instead of there being a huge influx of big fish, just a lot of big, big walleyes, you're going to see more small fish return to these spots. So if you take a 22 out, the potential is there for a probably three or four 15 inchers now to replace it. Mm-hmm. Where if that was dominated by twenty two inches before, which are eating, you know, they eat a ton. Um, you're now maybe going to see these smaller fish return to these spots, uh, which is great for the fishermen and great for the for the fishery. Um, yep. And I think that's what that's what I I really believe that's what's going to happen. Where, but I'm not a Scientologist, so I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> you got to pay more to know more. Right, exactly. <laughs> if you want to really rise the ranks, you got to pay a bunch of money. So, but that's just my. my we just lost two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what I, I really think it's going to be a carrying capacity deal where these bigger fish are going to leave, get taken, and we're going to see smaller fish return. Okay. Which is. Well, that's a good scenario. I would agree. Like, I, I would prefer what you're spelling out. But, like, my time on the lake, which is only, what now, 13 years of fish and leech. Uh, the, the south and east side traditionally has a bunch of big fish on it. And the west side traditionally has a better mix with the mix uh leaning towards smaller fish. So the slot was in place for most of those years, and the West Side guys still had a mix. They had lots of lots of keepers with a few bigs mixed in. Right. We, we if you were going to just group them together, we had lots of bigs with a few keepers mixed in. So I don't know how the slot change would impact our lake our side of the lake different than theirs and they did have the mix towards the keepers while you're now trying to this this mix is essentially uh well it could potentially it's not essentially it's potentially now creating that balance that we now that the west side guys have now towards towards Right? So that's kind of the goal is to try and get to that west side mix. Right. Same lake, though. Right, but it's... It is that it isn't. There's a lot of... There's a lot of distance between there and here. Right? Okay. Yep. And there's a big town on the one side and there's no town on the other side. Our side doesn't have a big community. So... It, it, and this is speculation, but, you know, you look at... The fishing pressure on that west side compared the, to the east the, side. There's the a lot density. more over there. Yeah. So, I don't know if these fish just got c- 
caught when they were getting to the size that they are now on the east side or what 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 necessarily happened i don't know but i do think that there's going to be a a change on our side of the lake where we're going to see a lot more small fish because i do remember growing up we caught like in the fall especially if you caught 100 fish on like let's say sugar point 50 of them were going to be nine inches Mm. There was just a ton of small fish over there. Gotcha. But that was So that would be like sixteen one, years ago. The the like where I don't know, like I, I I only have a twelve year history out here and like Leech Lake history is it has changed a lot in twenty years. In very recent years, yeah. Yeah. But I just don't know. Also, I, I do think it's worth noting that this year we had a lot more keepers on the east side than we have in the last few years. We Wouldn't did. you agree? I, we did, especially for a certain stretch. For a two-week stretch, we caught just a pile. A three-week stretch, we caught a pile of keepers. And they weren't like big keepers either. They, they were 15, 16 inches. Yeah. Perfect eaters. Yeah. Whereas before, you were like hoping it wasn't 20 inches. And this is hopefully is a 19 every, and yeah, a half. Yeah. Almost every fish. It's like fishing a tournament just to fill mm-hmm. your live, live well, you know. <laughs> but that's just that. And that could be more so the weather than anything, too. Having a cooler spring. Yeah, for sure. But it'll be interesting, though. I mean, the answer to this question won't show up for five years. Right. Time will tell. Yep. Yep time will tell i'd still say let the let the big ones go out there you know i i have certainly cut up a lot more fish over 20 inches this year than i ever have before tried to keep them under like 21 and a half right um, that's kind of my cutoff too set 21 and a half 22 still inch. feels like a big fish though it is a big fish it's probably like the healthiest fish in the lake so got sort of mixed feelings about the it's good for the now, anyhow. Yeah, we'll see. Led to led to a good spring, and lots of happy customers interested to know. See what the effects will be. Yep, and I think we'll hear pretty quickly. You know, like the DNR does surveys out there every year, so okay. I think we'll hear this year or next year uh, what they think is going on. But okay, well, Dan, what is what's on slot for this week for you? Sweet. Uh, mostly, mostly fish catching trips, couple, couple, just like I described in the review, some very specific walleye trips. Um, I don't think I'm on leech at all in the next week. Kind of want to be out there, but I kind of don't want to be out there with customers. (laughs) I want to be out there to check. Just don't want to be out there getting. Yep. I don't want to gamble with somebody's guide trip. So I'm going to stick to the smaller waters until I get some time to myself to, to try to figure something out out there. I'm going to be checking some of my midsummer stuff. I'm going to start probably checking clam beds now. Uh, now that the hatch is done, I think they're going to start heading to those areas. Yeah. And especially with the little perch um, starting to really show up. This you know this we'll see if they're there yet. I, I check them all the time when I'm on those lakes, and they, they hadn't been there yet. So I'm going to check them now and see if there's any fish out there. Pull some night crawlers and some leeches on them and see what, see what happens. I think that's all you can do. Yeah, 
I do think this week of fishing will be better than the one we just put in the rear view. I certainly agree. Yeah. And then uh, steady, stable for a while. We got a lot of crappies ahead of us. Mm-hmm. A lot of panfish trips. Right. I'm going to start throwing some musky plugs here pretty I soon. I can't wait to do that. Yeah. I was on Wabado today. Every, every other boat was a musky boat. Really? Yeah. And uh, we saw two just porpoising. Like I, it was pretty nice. pretty fishy day. I think somebody caught a nice one out there. Nice. Hopefully Steve. Big Steve, who doesn't listen to the podcast. But he was on it. Because he's just doing Big Steve stuff. Mm-hmm. I watched him cast a bucktail 130 yards today. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just let her rip, and it just didn't stop. It's like... <laughs> That's just what Big Steve does. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of While I Talk. Yeah. Hey, I want to read something. Oh, yes. And it. This happened while we were on the er. David Kelly, uh, a listener, just sent us this message. It says, wanted to send you a thank you message. Um, I recently found it searching for any Minnesota fishing related podcast that I spent a lot of time on the road for work. I've now listened to all of this season and a handful of last season already. I've learned a ton. I'm not usually a corny send a Facebook message type, but felt inclined. I was blessed enough to have a father teach me how to fish walleyes, and I fell in love with it. My dad is a Lindy Rigger or bust type of guy, so I've been learning new ways to catch them on the fly since moving to Minnesota and getting a place in the Baxter area. And your podcast has taught me a lot in a few weeks. Last week, after going over school fish four times, rigging a leech, I thought about what the I thought what the heck. Let's try a jigging rat. Hammered three fish and five casts. Never would have found that enjoyment if it weren't for your podcasts. Best of luck to you on your continued success on the water. Thanks for the growing. Thanks for growing the sport. That's from David Kelly. That's pretty awesome. Pretty nice. That's really awesome. That's like what we wanted out of this whole deal. That is. Yes, that's exactly what the goal was. And I can put myself in, like, his position, like, figuring out a puzzle. Probably felt really good. And the fact that he thinks we're a part of it, that feels really good for us. That's great. All right, till next time, folks. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Neuer. This is Walleye Talk.